Well, boys, the uh, Premier League's back this weekend. We got 10 whole games kicking off uh, between Friday and Sunday. Um, got a big one in West London and a big one in North London between Spurs and the champions. So uh, should be a good weekend. Let's get into it. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you listen from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three friends who support different clubs. My name is James. I support Arsenal. That's Brad. He supports Chelsea down below. That's Sean. He supports Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, how's everyone doing, boys? How are we doing? Oh, good. Chelsea got the game this week. I'm excited. I got something to talk about. Let's go. Everyone, everyone uh, very well warmed up, ready to uh, to crush a podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I noticed you said uh, I noticed you said Spurs and the champions. Uh, you, you crowning them? I, I, no, no, it's it's the they're the current champions. They are the reigning champions of English football. You should I got to show some respect to the current champions of English football. It sounded like you were crowning them. Maybe I am. I still I, if you look at the sheets of integrity, who did I pick to win the cha- <laughs> win, to, win the league? Um, True. But. Before we dig into these uh, matches that we got for you guys this week, um, if you're new here, if you're stumbling back across us, if you saw our transfer deadline day coverage or saw our FA Cup uh, uh, overview yesterday, whatever it was, if you're if you're new here and you haven't subscribed yet, we would love it if you uh, subscribe to this podcast, ring the sub notification bell, um, shared it with a friend, uh, got in the comments, let us know what you think. If you're on one of our podcast sites, hit us with a follow Rate it five stars if your platform allows you. All those things that normal internet people would ask you to do. Um, we would really appreciate it if you do those things as well. Um, so before we uh, before we dig too deep, I, I, I do think we should look at the, the league table. It's been probably about a week and a half since we've done that. Um, so I'll get that pulled up for everyone here. Um, as oh, you can, we don't I'm, have to. No, nah, no, nah, we, <laughs> we, we got to. So we shouldn't. Um, we're, no. we're, we're more than 10 weeks in. The league table matters now. Um, has, but, has anything changed? Not a whole lot. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go full details like I normally do. But the top four is still Arsenal, City, United, United. That would be Newcastle and Manchester, respectively. Uh, Spurs are just on the outside, looking in three points behind Manchester United and Newcastle United. Um, and then if we kind of the middle of the table is basically all the same. If we look down toward the bottom, though, uh, we've still got. Uh, Bournemouth, Everton, and Southampton in the drop zone with Wolves, West Ham, Leeds, uh, and Leicester just on the outside of the drop zone. So um, Sean's prediction that the uh, relegation battle would be more interesting than the top four battle is um, Sean Stradamus might might have gotten a good might have gotten a good one there. So well, something to keep our eye on. Fifty percent of the time, it works every time. There we go. All right. So uh, <laughs> list of matches this weekend. We kick off on Friday afternoon in West London. We got Chelsea hosting Fulham. Uh, and then Saturday morning up at Goodison Park, we got Everton hosting Arsenal and Sean Dyche's return to the Premier League. Uh, Villa is hosting Leicester. Brentford is hosting Southampton. Brighton welcome Bournemouth. Manchester United will welcome Crystal Palace to Old Trafford or Old Trafford. Excuse me. Yeah, just fumbling over my words. Um, Wolves will see Liverpool at the Molyneux and Newcastle welcome West Ham United to uh, St. James Park. Sunday, we've got uh, Nottingham Forest hosting Leeds. And then at White Hart Lane, we've got Spurs and Manchester City. It's, it's, I think that we've got a good uh, a good smatter, a smattering of good games this weekend. 
nothing, uh, no throwaway games. If I'm looking at it. Inside 2020, how once you got a little familiar and you weren't, you just dipped your toe into being, being a fan. How did you not switch your allegiance to Newcastle? You know, who St. James park. Oh, me. Um, what did I think about Newcastle in 2006? Just, you were just dipping your toe. It's not too late to change teams. I just picked a team. Nah, I, Thierry Henry, man, he was just something else. <laughs> it was just something I couldn't couldn't not support Thierry Henry. He was a cheat code in FIFA. He was an absolute cheat code in FIFA. And uh, I so actually another thing that drew me to Arsenal was they had maroon jerseys that year in the 0506 season. They wore maroon jerseys at home. And when I was a little kid. Uh, my my Pee Wee soccer team was the Pigpens, and we wore maroon shirts as well. So there you go. it was another Ooh. another point yeah. of converge. But it's it's kind of humorous because then in the next season, in the 06-07 season, when Arsenal went back Yellow. to the traditional, now they went back to the traditional red and white sleeves. I was like, what is this jersey? Like, <laughs> like I was kind yeah. of taking. <laughs> so I found the team when they were on like an off normal home kit. And then yeah. I was like, oh, that's like, I like that. That's that I'm vibing with that. But then they went back to their traditional home kit. And I was like, what is going on here? Why are they wearing this weird jersey? I don't like this as much. Um, but the red and white has certainly grown on me. What a what a fun fandom Easter egg we just yeah. found. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to the pig pens in uh Kings Park West, uh rec soccer in Burke, Virginia. Shout out. Um if any of you guys are any of you guys are listening. No one. No, no one. one. No one. Um, right. It's okay. Right. So, let's we have uh, some fans in Berg. Let's uh, yeah, it's called my parents. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into uh, Chelsea Fulham uh, from Stamford Bridge. Uh, Graham Potter has a dilemma. He has to pick uh, only eleven players from the sixty-seven registered first-team players at Chelsea Football Club. Um, this number is 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 metastasizing as we as we speak. Wait, um, wait, wait. Are you, are you only 67? I think you did the math wrong, but we only lost one person, so it should be like 73. Oh, maybe it is 73. I don't know. Like, might, be, might be 83. I'm not sure either. Um, but okay, Brad, what do you think about this match? Is uh, is Graham Potter going to gonna get it right? Are we going to see... Who are we going to see out there? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We'll see what time see. Uh, Enzo should be ready to go. So we'll have E5 instead of J5. Um, Mudrick... <laughs> I think it starts from the beginning on the left. That was Jorginho's yeah, like, yeah. hashtag was J5. Well, timeout. Shouldn't and it be? Enzo, Enzo took number five. So shouldn't it be EF because he's Enzo Fernandez? Jorginho has got that weird Italian-Brazilian thing where he just goes by one name. Yeah, but on the back of his jersey is Enzo, I think. Okay. That's, right. what the, that's what the kit was. when like, yeah, The yeah. reveal kit was Enzo 5, so he's E5. Okay. Um, So we should see Enzo starting. Um. Should see Mudrick starting. Uh, we should we we should win this game. Does, let me say that part first. Does Raheem a dub for Chelsea? Hold on. Does uh does Hakim Ziyech uh, see any any uh, game time? Uh um <laughs> um. See, so what had happened was he was in the starting lineup. But then, like the fax machine was like messed up, and like the like the signature was in like the wrong spot, and so like um, he he, he did make the starting lineup. Chelsea sent the wrong paperwork three times in a row for those who are not keeping track at what? home. Yeah, no, so no, so for the it was the right paperwork. 
the machine just wasn't working yeah. right. <laughs> So this is actually a hilarious story that we need to quickly get into a decide on. No, no, but, no, but this, Z- go ahead. But Z- then I'll tell you what the real story was. Zeke was supposed to side on loan to PSG. Uh, they had an agreement and then PSG faxed over or emailed over the forms for Chelsea to sign. And then Chelsea just emailed back the same form three times that was unsigned um, just because they were trying to they were trying to finalize all of the documents for Enzo Fernandez. And they just didn't give a single solitary uh see f for the zeek deal and so they just kept emailing psg the same form over and over again see see that's your story see this is the chelsea story is that um one of the one of the uh head guys uh one of the people that were like actively in our pursuit for um for enzo went to hakeem was like bro are you excited to play with the best argentinian playing right now and he was like dope i'll get on plane i'll go to paris right now and then like they were looking for him later that day and like wait why why where are you akeem like no no enzo is coming to chelsea he thought he was gonna play with Messi, but it was really for enzo this seems like a really poorly written fanfic from the uh, chelsea subreddit all right it it probably is but before it was hilarious it is it is comical and i feel very very bad for akeem ziek like yeah, that's just an awkward, bad situation, and I—it's I hilarious. No, I don't think it—it it, it actually is really funny that we couldn't get the right paperwork to get this to happen for him, um, or whatever may have happened that we said, yeah, sure, but we really didn't mean it, or like whatever the facts are, right? Um, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee him playing in this match. Um, I do. I, I think he will still have a role to play this year. Um, but yeah, I do. Uh, two two quick things. Uh, one for Brad, one for James. I do, James. I do find it funny that that in the year of the Lord twenty twenty three that you have you have European giant European giants faxing documents over to each other. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the easiest but... way to do it. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, there was another one that got messed up too. Oh, Pretty... Barcelona's transfer Pretty... messed up too. It was pretty comical to me that you have them actually dialing a number on a fax machine. Uh, young kids that are listening to this podcast are never going to know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, they but, have no um, idea what a fax is. Uh, and young kids, I probably mean by five to six years because I barely Younger know. Than us, what yeah. Is. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you, you said E5. Would you prefer to be an E5 or F5 if you were Enzo? Because an F5 is the strongest possible tornado, but an E5 is only an enlisted level five sergeant. Oh, but a sergeant oh. of the deep sergeant of the defense is pretty dope. Yo. Oh, oh, e- e- we got yeah, two take it that here. way. E- I don't e- know. E- five? Or is it the F five, the most powerful tornado? You know. <gasps> All right, Brad, who's going to, who's going to win the, who's going to win the match? Who's going to win the 2 Got Chelsea 2 0. Mutrick gets his first goal. Um, I'd probably have already said this like seven times, but like, I haven't been this excited for a player since Hazard was playing for Chelsea. So Mujic gets his first goal, and then I think it's a cheeky Havertz goal. But he's mm. been kind. Of, he's been kind of scoring here. I would have picked Thiago Silva to be the second goal, but I also don't care. So, um, <laughs> like simple. Well, you guys ask. got it all wrong. It's gonna be. It's gonna be about three-one Chelsea with a Mitrovic Mitrovic because that's what Bruh. he does. Mitrovic is not going to Mitrovic against yes, Thiago he Silva. He always does. It's hey, it's like Novocaine. Just give it time; it always works. 
Bruh, Tiago, Tiago shutting that down. Mitrovicing will not be Mitrovicing. All right, check James, your... James liked that one. Tell that, tell, tell that to uh, Dr. Tiffany. I will. The CFO will, let, will get a kick out of that. Um, all right, let's move our way up to Everton. We've got uh, Sean Dutch. He's returning to Premier League football. He's uh, He's got kind of a uh, a tough start, tough, tough go of it. He's got Arsenal in his first match and then a Merseyside derby at Anfield for his second match um, of his return to the Premier League. So rough going for him. If I'm being honest, I don't think that there's a whole lot in this match. I think Arsenal's team is better than Everton's team. I think our players are more skillful. I think our system, I mean, I say our system is better than Everton's system, but I don't necessarily know what Sean Dyche is going to do other than play 4-4-2. Um, but isn't I, he, what? Isn't Sean Dyche like the first and only ever manager to play a starting 11? in all of their roles correctly like the jersey number was where that person was supposed to be i don't know if he's the only person to do it but like he's the the, the last person well, to do it recently like, like oh okay yes i was gonna say that's it, yes he's not the first one because that's how they used to play so. yeah well before they had before they had names on their jerseys you would just if yeah. you're the left back you got the three if you're the right back you got the two if you're the center back you got a five and a you know what i'm saying like yeah 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 um i don't know it should be uh Arsenal should should handily win this game. If we want to win the Premier League, we, this is a game we have to win. We're very we're the best team traveling in the Premier League in terms of points. Like we've picked up the most points out of any team traveling, and we've so I, I don't see why we don't get points at Goodison Park. Why we don't get maximum points at Goodison Park? Um, I don't think you see our summer signings play from the start. I think or excuse me, our uh, our January signings they they're they'll get game time through uh, through. Uh, substitutions probably i don't know if Jorginho um or qr plays a lot but um we'll see uh trissard's definitely gonna get in um other than that it's not much to say about this um i, I will be interested to see how sean Dyche does if arsenal can get an early goal i think you could kind of turn goodison park into a hostile ground for everton you know but for everton I, yes for yeah, everton but, yeah um before that, if you guys don't, then I don't, I don't know how this plays out. Because like, I, I, I look, I, Arsenal should win this game. Arsenal is probably going to win this game, but you're still not Goodison Park, and like Goodison Park is a tough place to play. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but uh... do we want? Do we want to go down it? It's up to you, Sean. It's your, it's I'm, your soapbox. I'm, I'm here to push listen, Sean's listen, buttons because, like, Goodison Park listen, is a tough place we, to play. We have talked about a tough place to play. A tough place to play is a, where a team plays that they're actually good. It's not because of the fans. I'm sorry, fans. I know you like to feel like you influence the game. You don't. It's the same thing. If they played in a, if they played in the bubble, it would be the same result, roughly. Well, the bubble small. I, I think. I think the bubble had more impact on the specific players because we talked about this with Tam Zed a lot back during the bubble season was that like certain players thrive off crowds. It's like Aaron Ramsdale probably is a better goalkeeper when he's being harassed by, by fans. Like if there's no fans in the stadium, that's probably worse for Aaron Ramsdale, but when he's getting harassed, it's probably, it's probably really good for him. But, but maybe, maybe that was an incorrect way to go down. I don't think it matters when the, 
when there's fans in the stands. It doesn't matter whether you're home or away. Oh, you just like to hear the white noise to wash out, to wash out of whatever. But Everton's last five games, they have one draw. They have one point, and it was away. Yeah, that's a that's that's a telling. telling. It's so good as it. And one of those one of those losses at home included the last place team, Southampton. So I, Southampton didn't think it was a very tough place to play. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Hey guys, guys, if you think if you think Sean's wrong about this whole home field advantage thing, then please let him up in the comments. And if you think I'm wrong about home field advantage being a thing, and that Goodison Park is not a tough place to play, then light me up in the comments and let's see who gets lit up more. Goodison Park was a very tough place to play in the 50s when Everton were actually good. (laughs) That's when it was really hard to play at. Okay. Let's, uh, we're going to move on now. I'm going to, I'm going to take you beyond the curtain here, loyal listeners. Um, But as we were talking about Everton and Arsenal, someone who I'm going to conveniently accuse Brad of doing this has highlighted extra games in our rundown. I did. We only had one. We only had one more game highlighted, but now there are three, three more games highlighted loyal listeners. So we've got even more preview now because apparently Brad really, really badly wants to talk about Manchester United palace. So fill us in Brad. I think, (laughs) I think, I think United palace is, is interesting in the past, uh, seven games. United's only won two of them. Um, so between I Crystal Palace and United, between Crystal Palace and United, yeah. Okay, I thought you were trying. Um, I thought you were trying to say that United have only won two of their last seven matches. No, no, no. Which against is not. Crystal against against Crystal Palace, they've only won two of the last seven matches. Um. Okay. And they so just, they just had one. They just had one signing. One one major signing, right? Am I they signed. They loaned in two people. They yeah. loaned in Veghorst, who's been playing every game. I, oh, I forgot about that. that. Was like at the very beginning. I forgot. And about then that. Uh, I'm gonna mess up his name because I can't think of it. Sabitzer, something like that from. Oh, Sabitzer. Bayern. Sabitzer. Sabitzer. Yeah, from from yeah. Bayern to replace Sabitzer. Erickson's to replace yeah. Erickson getting jacked up in the last game. So, you know what's you know what's the who, best? Who did that? Who did that? Who did that? James. Who did what? Who, who took out? Who took out Christian Erickson? Was it Andy Carroll? I don't remember. No. Who was it? It was Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey? Maybe it was, maybe it was Car- Carroll. Brad, I thought it was Aaron Ramsey. Brad, Brad hold, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Before you look up Aaron Ramsey, do you know what club Aaron Ramsey plays for? He, play, he plays in France, Brad. <laughs> he plays for Nice. Like, he plays for Nice. <laughs> were you thinking Jacob Ramsey? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, I thought it was Andy Carroll because it was, was Andy Carroll. Wasn't there? Maybe it was Andy wasn't Carroll. There, For some reason, I saw Aaron Ramsey in my head. I don't know. Wasn't there like talk about like Andy Carroll and dangerous tackles or something like that? Anyway, I digress. Um, Andy Carroll just had he just had flashbacks to when Andy he was Carroll. on Liverpool. That's what it was. Andy Carroll. Yeah. Sorry. He was, when he was You're on Liverpool, correct. and he was like, you know, screw these devils. Yeah. Yeah. Destroy. But speaking of Liverpool, um, I I thought it was hilarious this last week to see the Liverpool fans molting even more than they had been about the fact that United sustained an injury. And one day later they signed another midfielder. Whereas like Liverpool's like, we've needed a midfielder for three transfer windows. And we signed one four transfer windows ago. Like the last time we signed a midfielder was Tiago. Like what is going on here? And like, it's just, it's just very funny to me. Well, they did sign Arthur Mello. He just kind of got hurt. 
Uh, he's just vibing up in Liverpool. Vibes. Just doing nothing. Uh, yeah, well, it's all right. They got James Milner. Sorry, <laughs> okay. Tamzy. Tamzy, don't worry about it. You got Milner. Trigger warning. Um, so other than but United are clearly going to slap Palace in this match, Brad. Do you think otherwise? Uh, on current form, you're probably correct. United will beat Palace, but I think as like a historical marker, it's an interesting game that Palace okay. passed that boogeyman for them. That that That's the question. Yes, I, United on paper should win this game. I mean, I'd, I'd be all about... Well, I mean, Palace did just get a draw against... A, like a last-minute draw against United like two or three weeks ago um in the re in a rematch remit in like a ma makeup game um but if we're gonna talk pal if we're gonna talk palace I hopefully this doesn't go too long but how long are palace gonna be happy with Vieira finishing 11th every year well i mean if they finish 11th this year i think they'll be pretty happy um because where are they right now we're 12th. 12th. Oh, 12th oh okay i thought they were lower than that i don't know no. the thing is like they're on 24 points right now like, are they happy with that? Like, are they happy with mid-table? I mean, would you... Like, fans, fans-wise. Would you not be? I would imagine the most typical Palace fan... You... E e the most typical fan, even a Palace fan, would imagine that a mid-table finish is a stepping stone to a top-half finish, which is a step stepping stone to knocking on the door to Europe. You know what I mean? Like, I you mean... would imagine a progression... If you're 8 to 12, I don't, I don't see an issue. Like, 8 to 12... It depends. As, it depends on the size of the yeah. club. I guess and my question, you, my question would be: this this would be the third straight year under Vieira, or is it four? I thought this was the second year under Vieira. No, this is his third okay. year there, I believe. You're probably right. But is three straight mid table? So I guess that's my question: is three straight mid tables good enough for Palace fans? Probably. I mean, what's your ambitions I, like? They, what they, would we? They, what is Palace's ambitions? Is the question? I probably I think, stay up and stay mid table. I guess if they're not, I, you know, I, if they're not clamoring for Vieira's head. I think it was first stay up, get consistent mid table. But you also and creep. you kind of also have to like, remember that Vieira is kind of learning his craft right now. Still, like yeah, he managed. Still, he's, yeah. He he managed at New York at NYFC. He spent some time, I think, at Monaco, perhaps or Nice or wherever it was. It was Nice. Okay, it's so like like he's he's a relatively young manager, so he's kind of learning his craft, figuring out how how the league works and and, and from a managing perspective. Um, so. I think you give him a little bit of leeway, but then, yeah, the question is like, what are the goals of Crystal Palace? Obviously, it's to, to to stay in the Premier League at bare minimum, but then, you know, probably finish top half would probably be the goal. Like, I think if Crystal Palace finished 10th every year and made some an occasional run in a cup, either the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, like that, that I think Palace fans are pretty happy about. Um, now, I'm not a Palace. I'm not a Palace fan, so I, I don't know what it feels like to be like happy that you finished 10th yeah, yeah then, I, mean, I guess then my follow-up question would be if you're if you're Vieira now I know he's young uh young for a manager but uh if you're Vieira like do you perennially be known as the mid-table manager do you have to do you have to go abroad to 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 start bolstering your resume because you're never going to uh, at this point, you're probably not, you're not doing it with palace unless you strike some gold somewhere. 
Look, I, I mean, I think if he's doing this with Palace, right? Like, a big six club would take a chance on him. Like, like he could be a potch. Potch did it with Southampton. I mean, yeah, like, this is my point. Of, uh, this is my thought just now that I've just come up. Like, just thought about it. But, like, in three years' time, when Pep Guardiola's contract runs out, if if Patrick Vieira has been consistently keeping Crystal Palace in, like, the 8 through 12 range in the Premier League, Patrick Vieira has history at Crystal Palace. Like, uh, excuse me, at Manchester City. He has history at Manchester City. He played for City. So assuming that um, that they don't that city doesn't go for like like the the current big name manager and they want to get a, a manager who knows the Premier League, Patrick Vieira could be a very viable ch- shot in the same sense that Graham Potter was a viable shot for Chelsea because he you know like he didn't I mean like he he probably did overperform for Brighton but he didn't like like set the world on fire as the Brighton manager. He um, also didn't underperform either. Correct. So yeah, I guess it depends on over time. I, I guess the, the the question is, what are Palace's goals? And, you know, I, I, I could see Patrick Fiera getting a step up at some point, whether or not that's directly into the big six or if that's to a from Crystal Palace to an uh, Aston Villa or something like that. Yeah. You know, who knows? A West Ham. I, I don't know. Um, what was the other game you hey. highlighted? You highlighted Forest Leeds. Tell me, yeah. tell me why you Forest want to Leeds watch levels. Nottingham Forest play against Leeds United States of America. Well, hey, Leeds United States of America, I want to see that AMA midfield. I think we all want to see that AMA midfield. Am I wrong? Um, absolutely. Adams McKenzie. Aronson McKenzie. McKenzie Adams. McKinney. Weston yeah, McKinney. McKenzie. Okay. Um, I want Aronson to play on the... On the uh, I want Aronson to play at the top. I wanted to play false nine or on the wing. I don't want to play in a midfield. What are you talking about? He's a cam. Okay, but whatever. Uh, and Leeds Forest, I mean, it's three points difference. Um, with Leeds having a game in hand, so we can say, like, game in hand is three points, then well, I mean, it's an even match. And this, this is an important game for, for Leeds. They could, fall into the releg- they could fall into the relegation zone with a loss yep. in this match. It seems unlikely, but they could. Um, so like, and, and if Leeds were to get a victory over Nottingham Forest, who you said levels like that's, that does, that does wonders for building confidence and then also uh, survival, which is ultimately Jesse yeah. Marsh's task. I think it leads is, is survive, get, stay up. Yep. hundred um, percent. And, and we'll see uh, Navas's debut in the premier league. Probably. Oh yeah. That's huge. That's huge for, for yeah. Forrest. Um, I forget who their goalie was before. Um, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, uh, Sean, Sean, who was it? Was it? Was it? I don't know. I, was he best, English? It's the best goalkeeper in England. Oh. Dean Henderson. Oh, oh. no, no, no. Chill on that. Um, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of Spurs's, uh I still think that I still we were talking about this off air. I think yesterday or the day before, Sean. I think that Spurs should try and sign Dean Henderson when his loan deal is up at at Forest this summer. Um, whether or not there's an option to buy for Forest, I don't remember. But I think Spurs, if you're looking for a new goalkeeper, should try and sign Dean Henderson. Um, Absolutely. But, I don't think there is an option. I don't think United let that 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 would a let that happen with an option to buy for Forest. I think it was a straight loan. I think it is a straight loan, but. 
Yeah. Speaking of Spurs and my nice segue brought to you by Segway Scooters. Um, not actually sponsored, but if you want to hit us up in the email, info.raycarradio.gmail.com. Um, Spurs City. Uh, tell me why Antonio Conte decided that this week was the week for his tummy to start hurting and him needing to have gallbladder surgery so he's not on the sideline. What's going on with that? You know, I think he also, just like many of the fans, did not want to watch the destruction that is going to happen uh, come this weekend. Because uh, I also don't want to watch this. This would be the game of the week, traditional. I think it still is. Uh, tr- traditional I think it is. listeners. The game of the week was traditionally the game that no one should watch. There is no point in watching oh. this game whatsoever. In the, in the traditional sense of this podcast, that was the game of the week that we would always oh, pick. Okay. I, uh, I, I agree. That should be, there is no point to watch this game. It is going to be three to four nothing. I think you're selling yourself short. I think, I think, I think Spurs are going to play a tight game. I think uh, Poro comes in for Royale and. Eric Dyer is Eric Dyer is prime uh, Sergio Ramos, uh, and he's just slinging balls left, right, and center, and has Erling Holland in his pocket. And I think, I, in in all honesty, I do think this is a tighter <laughs> a tighter game than than you're anticipating. Obviously, it could end six nil to City, but City could score that, six against anybody. He's he's proven himself with both feet, but but Holland likes to swoop in from the left because he's right footed, so that he can tap in with his with his right foot, uh, or he appears to be right footed. I don't I don't know. He kicks it with both. Well, I mean, like, I can't really tell. Better, yeah, robots tend. I think like I think right <laughs> right footedness, left footedness, more of a human attribute. Robots are just like okay. They've got That's two true. things that but, resemble legs. Maybe they like go go. Maybe they like to play through the right, so it seems like he goes back post a lot. Yeah. That that's from what I'm from what I've watched of it. So, all jokes aside, it will be really tough for him with Romero into Dyer because he does he's not going to physically overpower either either one of them as he passes from center back to center back. Now, if he can't, I think the the idea would be because Longley is tall, he's not a very big man though. So Can, it, whether you play whether you play Longley or Dyer, I think the play would be for City to play through the left and have and have Holland play through Davies or uh, Davis and into Dyer if he had to. But that would be the play for them is to exploit Davis if he plays or Longley if he plays. It's gonna be Davis. Like it seems like I, that, I would that's, imagine it would be. It is. But that's who it's been recently. But, but yeah, that would be the play is to, for them to play through the left so that Holland comes in from that backside right there. I mean, it, well, if they're because, doing that, because they're, he's, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, if they're doing that, do you think Phil Foden gets back into the team? Do you think Phil Foden starts if they're like if that's the yeah, strategy is to is to attack the left side so if, that if I if I were attacking my own team with Erlen Holland, that's how I would do it. Yeah, because that that basically takes Romero out of the game. Because because you, the striker's on the other side, and by the time that driving player gets to Romero, they're already kicking it across the box. Yeah, they're they're either passing it back or they're or they're crossing it, and Romero is effectively taken out, and is then he's your best defender is useless because he's not actually doing anything. 
I mean, I think I, I maybe maybe I'm hoping, but like Spurs are traditionally a difficult team for City to play against. Um, now it's obviously going to be a different can of, worm, can of worms if Conte's not there. Um, in terms of the, uh, I don't know, like when things are out of whack, things are out of whack. We might make a sub before the seventieth. That'll be nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Don't, I, I, don't get too crazy. I'm looking forward to it. I think I think Spurs will. I think I think this will be a tighter game than you're thinking. Um, it's, it's, City, got, it's got three oh four written all over it. City probably ultimately win, just in terms of sheer firepower. But I think I I, I don't I don't want to count Spurs out yet because I I see a world where Spurs get a result. It wasn't um, it just like four two. Was that the last result? Three three two with a late goal. No, no, it was 4-2. No, it was 4-2, and all the goals were in the second half. That's right. Well, no, Spurs, yeah, no, but Spurs scored, scored in the first half. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs yeah, scored two in the first half. The half. Yeah, yeah. yeah, All their goals were in the second half. That's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, if I, I think City have vulnerabilities. Like, I think that you could exploit City. Um, but Well, like, we've, we've said this before, right? Like, City has a plan. City are robots. Tottenham... What plan do they have? And that's why they play so well against City. Like, I think you said that, Sean. Like, yeah. we don't know what we're doing, so how are you going to know what we're doing to counter yeah. it, you robots? You can't counter hey, what you don't know. You know what? Conte's not on the sideline. We're back to no plan, baby. We might win. You just inspired <laughs> me. I didn't even think about that. Conte's not barking orders. Hey, like, yeah. telling us to get into actual positions that robots can triangulate? No. We're back to free-flowing, <laughs> nonsensical movements. And uh, hey. the, you know what? We're winning. Let's We're do winning. it. Let's We're, go. Let's go. All right. Well, that's a good way hey, to end hey. That's a good place to end it. Yeah, we can end it there. I was going to say, Conte's tummy problems happened on February 1st because he, he saw the end of the window for Tottenham and his tummy hurt. <laughs> yeah, his, his tummy... His, his tummy's gonna hurt as long as Romero's hamstring did, which is an entire two months until the World Cup. But also, in, in all seriousness, though, uh, Antonio Conte's surgery was successful, and he is back recovering. That's why it's, we are—it's gallbladder. Jokes. Most I, I I don't I don't know the mortality rate for gallbladder surgery, but I would imagine it's astronomically low. Um, so I do have a quick trivia. Oh, for, okay. for Brad. Ooh, ooh. Brad, oh, Brad yeah, that's on. right. That's right. Uh -oh. the, uh, so I have in front of me for this current season, the average attendance. Oh. Uh, so I will give you both the first and the last because both are probably both are probably gimmies. So you mean first and 20th? First and last is what I said. Yeah. Do you want to guess who first and 20th are? Oh, yeah, sure. G if guess. you want if you want to guess. I they no. should. They should they're, be. Giving. They're both giving. They, they should what are we be doing average attendance or or like percentage attendance. Like which one are we I'm doing? doing? And I'm not doing percentage attendance. I don't. Okay. <laughs> no, I probably don't know. So just tell me so I so I don't guess. So, so, as, as a so quick as a quick aside for our listeners, we had a little bit of a debate in their text message chain today because Brad sent a ridiculous graph, um, and so that's why we're dealing with attendance right now. But I, that. Uh so average attendance, you would likely pick the highest capacity stadium because right. you were going to be right which right. would We'd... be which would be old Trafford. yeah all right so they have the highest average attendance then, yeah. then the lowest you would pick the very smallest capacity stadium and you would be correct if you picked Bournemouth, Bournemouth yeah. uh, which is Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth i almost with... said brentford sorry 
Okay. Uh, Bournemouth so, was on my, would be on my list of my so, short ones. So my trivia would be who is the second highest uh, and who is the second from last? Who is the 19th? Tottenham is second. Okay. And who's 19th? Did I say it was Brentford? You got it. Got both? You got you got Brentford. No, you did not. Get, ah. You did not get second. You were you were close. Do you want to take another guess at, at who second is? Arsenal. No. You are also very close. That is not it. This is why it was funny because yeah. me and me and James both were like, "What?" Yeah, you should just tell him. Is it, is it Newcastle? It is also very close. City then? Nope. It is, is oh. West Ham. West Ham United. <laughs> The city of London's or the city yeah, of London Olympic Stadium. Oh. The Olympic Stadium. Yeah. Oh. Both of us were like, "What?" Yeah. Oh, I should have known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Olympic Stadium. Because they, oh. they have they have a huge capacity. So even if yeah. they fill it, even if they fill it like eighty percent, it's still more than, it's still more yeah. than. I mean, you guys are in ninth, but only because you have a tiny stadium. Yeah, but yeah. it's like a forty-five seat, forty thousand seat stadium. Capacity wise, yeah, yeah. you average thirty-nine point nine. Yeah, because it's, so basically, it's 40, 40. basically basically forty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was a good one. When when you brought it up, I was, was like really good. I, I was like, I know I, I know United are first. I know Tottenham are second. I, I just it completely forgot that the city of London Stadium existed. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's enormous. I, I just thought West Ham were still playing at Upton Park or something like that. <laughs> so 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 wait, so did I so I got so I got first, I got third and you, fourth. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, yeah. Yes, you got what you got one one, three, four. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, th- then you skipped Liverpool when you guessed City Newcastle because yeah. you got City Newcastle in order, but you've skipped Liv- you skipped Anfield. Yeah. Mm. So that's good trivia. Good. I like that. Anfield, but that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, you mad I got Brentford though? Did you Did you not expect me to get Brentford? Yeah, I was a little mad you got Brentford, but it it didn't help that you guessed them for the last one, so it was already fresh in your head. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, I'll be I'll be interested to see uh your your responses if you if you are. Uh, up to date on stadium stadium capacity in in England. Um, big shout out to you, Joe Jimmy. Appreciate you all all your comments through this week. Um, with the transfer deadline day and all that stuff, it was just uh, had, a, had a little bit of difficulty working them in personally. But we really do appreciate you uh, you dropping those comments. What are you gonna say, bro? No, yeah, I was with you. I was gonna say with all the chaos from the transfer window, yeah. everything else happening. All right, so that's our preview for Match Week 22. Hit us up in the comments. Let us know which games you're watching this week. Um, let us know if Sean is wrong about uh, home field advantage, all that stuff. Um, and everyone just you know, tell Brad that he is dumb. Uh, <laughs> if you have not yet, hit that subscribe button, ring the sub notification bell, rate it five stars, share it with a friend, share it with your mother and brother, all those things. We would really appreciate it. Hit us up on Twitter. That's at KSBradG. Down below, that's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I'm at James Tiffany. Check back in with us next week, um, and we'll have we'll, we'll we'll be back, and we'll be doing it all again next week. So we would love for you to be around as well. But until then, enjoy some football this weekend, and we will see you guys soon.